Ahoy hoy everyone, I'm Craig Williams and on today's Universal show I want to talk to you about a media event Universal invited me to focusing on Minion Land as well as the food of Halloween Horror Nights 2023. Before I get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Now, first off, I want to thank Universal for inviting me to the event. Uh, It happened on Thursday, August 10th right before the official grand opening of Minion Land, and also uh, just hours before the very first Taste of Terror Halloween Horror Nights 2023 food event happening at Universal Orlando. So uh, there was a lot of food because, of course, with Minion Land, you have Minion Cafe, uh, which just debuted its brand new sign, uh, which is beautiful. Uh, when it first opened, it was this flat, like, kind of cardboardish looking sign, uh, but now it is in three dimensions. It's beautiful, uh, really adds to that land. Uh, so the food at Minion Cafe, a uh, banana popcorn, freeze ray pops, a uh, sweet treat from Bake My Day, and then also all of the Halloween Horror Nights 2023 food samplings. Just so much food and Again, we were invited as part of a media event, so I'm going to try to toe the line here on what I'm actually reviewing because we don't review things we don't pay for as per our policy, but at the same time, too, you know, it's I've got to I have to find the right way to uh, share like, hey, would I get this again or not? So I'm going to try to handle it from that perspective and not just flat out tear anything apart uh, because that's it's not fair in that way. But uh, a lot of food to talk about. Before I get to the food, I do want to talk about Villain Con Minion Blast, uh, the premier new attraction at Universal Studios Florida that is also spearheading Minion Land. You know, of course, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem still there. It's a wonderful attraction, but the new one is VillainCon Minion Blast. A uh, couple weeks back, Rhino and I shared our thoughts on its uh, its progress during the technical rehearsal period, and I will say. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that a lot of the little issues that we had with the attraction seemed to be working a lot better. Uh, maybe it's because the attraction, you know, was opened for us very early in the morning. So uh, it didn't have a lot of time to really start running into issues. But I feel like the the version of the attraction that I experienced during the media event was as close to what they want it to be. And, uh, I, I've got to, I've, I'm going to try to keep my thoughts pretty succinct on this one just because uh, I don't want to get too all over the place with it. Uh, if you just want a little background of the attraction, it's basically an interactive blaster style attraction where you grab a blaster and you basically just start shooting every single thing on the screens that are in front of you and different to most shooting attractions where you're riding on a ride vehicle in this attraction you're actually just standing on a moving platform Uh, i wish i was able to share videos of the attraction from the you know inside blaster style portion but Unfortunately, there's still no photos or video recording allowed during that portion, which 
makes it unfortunate because it's a lot easier to see it that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, at least it keeps the surprise open for everyone to experience it for the first time themselves. But uh, so the lag issues that we had before, those seem to have been resolved for the most part. Uh, it seemed like maybe there was just a minor lag, but not enough to completely distract from the gameplay. Everything felt like it was happening in very real time. Uh, it also felt like I was destroying objects that weren't necessarily being destroyed the first time around when I was, uh, when I was experiencing the attraction because there was a couple times where I would focus in on like one specific object during the technical rehearsal phase and nothing would ever happen, even though it seemed like it should. And then sure enough, when I did it during the media event, Everything seemed to be like open to destroy uh, on the screens. Uh, so that felt like, you know, some, some little bits were working that might not have been working before. Uh, the biggest difference for me is I was able to finally use the app for the first time, uh, alongside with the attraction and the app could not be easier to use. Uh, first off, you have to make sure you have the official Universal Orlando app. And then once you have it downloaded to your phone, if you didn't before, you basically just scroll down and eventually you'll see uh, a little icon for Villain Con Minion Blast that will take you to the gameplay portion, not necessarily the portion with the details about the ride and where you can find it, but the actual game portion of it. And once you're in the game portion with it, you are able to sync the your phone and the app with the blaster that you pick up and you're using. Uh, you can change your username in there so that way you can, you know, name yourself as the villain you want to be. And as you are playing the game, you know, you'll see how much you're scoring on the blaster itself and you'll see your name on the blaster. Uh, but it will also end up tracking in the app as well, too. And then what you can do is you can customize your blaster uh, because they will, you know, you'll be able to set different elements that you've collected in the game that you want to use as a, the standard for your blaster. Uh, you can change what the, the secondary trigger will do. Like there's one of the two triggers on the gun will shoot out like bananas naturally, but you can also change that uh, once you collect new auto items, objects inside the game. So that keeps it a little fresh so that you can keep changing how you're actually shooting your blaster. Uh, but then even one step beyond that too, uh, there's, there's extra collectibles that you can get in there that are kind of like little mementos of your time with villain con minion blast but it's it's really cool how they were able to make the app function hand in hand with the attraction but at the same time too i don't feel like i need to be glued to my phone and like going through every little detail that they have in the app just because it's you know it's there i i, I felt like oh no i can you know set everything up and then have it all locked into place before i start villain con minion blast but i don't need to like hyper focus on it the entire time once you're once you get into the gameplay portion all you have to do is focus on that the other cool thing in terms of like the different, uh, different blaster styles you can use. There's also going to be seasonal ones too, specifically with the secondary, uh, blaster, I believe. So like they said around November, I believe you could, uh, potentially be using like a, a turkey leg 
as what you're shooting off instead of the banana. Uh, I think they said a pumpkin for Halloween time in February during Mardi Gras. There would be Mardi Gras beads. So uh, they're also keeping it a, a seasonal attraction where you can experience something at least a little bit different depending on what month you visit. And I like that. It shows that this attraction can be updated as it continues on in the future. And that's a great thing for it. So uh, I walked away from the media event thinking that VillainCon Minion Blast was a little bit better than it was during technical rehearsal. But uh, the main thing I found that was very annoying is basically if you don't have a backpack but you have things on you, you're kind of in trouble. Because while the guns aren't super heavy... uh, they obviously do have a little heft to them. And like I didn't come with a backpack or any sort of bag yesterday. So I basically had to not only hold the gun, but I also had to hold my camera both at the same time. And it made it very, very difficult to actually play the game how it was intended. So if you're carrying, you know, a cup, uh, one of the souvenir bottles, any, anything, anything extra in your hands is going to distract away from playing the game. And obviously, you know, they'd say, we recommend that you leave it with a non-rider because it's going to be a lot more difficult. But, uh, I mean, that's not always going to be an option for you. So if you didn't usually come to Universal with a bag and you know VillainCon Minion Blast is on your list, I would maybe consider having a bag for an attraction like that just in case you have things you need to hold on to. But, you know, it's you don't want to rent a locker or something, being able to throw it in a bag, throw it over your shoulder. That's a lot simpler. But if you have to hold something and play the attraction at the same time, it's it's not great. But I also know like you can't. You can't really set up a locker system for it when you don't necessarily need it. And also, too, it's, you know, it's winding on a moving walkway. You can't just set your stuff down. You can't really place it in any basket somewhere and have it travel with you. It's it's one of the things that I think isn't really designed well with it. But uh, if you have a bag or someone who's not riding, it makes it not a problem. But, yeah, it just kind of gets annoying having to hold two things at the same time. That's it for Minion Land. You know, it's been open in technical rehearsal. As of this release, it is officially opened for everyone and it had its grand opening. So uh, congratulations to everyone working inside Minion Land. I hope you're proud of it. Uh, it's beautiful and there's a lot of great aspects of it. So again, congratulations. But let's move on to the food of Halloween Horror Nights 2023. Uh, the Taste of Terror event is something that we discussed uh, on a previous episode of the Universal Show, and basically, it is a it's a hard ticket event happening on select nights, focusing on the food and drinks of Halloween Horror Nights 2023. Uh, the first night of it was August 10th, but there are still select nights available on August 12th, 13th, 18th, 19th, 25th, and 26th. Uh, not going into September because obviously once Halloween Horror Nights starts, you don't need to get a taste of the terror, but uh, the event is a way to be the first to sample some of the food and drinks that you'll find at Halloween Horror Nights, but also to it's a 
a way for people who might want to try the food and beverage of Halloween Horror Nights, uh, give them the opportunity to do so, but without the scares involved. So some people are even too afraid to walk through scare zones because just too much happening. So if you always wanted to try the HHN food without the scares, this is a way to do it. Uh, the price dropped on it a little bit from when it originally was announced. Uh, the new price of it right now is $135.99 plus tax, but you get some extras included in that. Uh, you know, all the food and drinks are included with it, including alcoholic drinks if you're 21 and over. Uh, there's also, uh, you get one of the Coca-Cola freestyle cups for this year. Uh, they're promising a blinky cup, but but I will say when we were there for the the media preview, they were only showcasing just a normal plastic cup, not a blinky cup. Anyways, in terms of the food, they tried to showcase food from some of the different houses, uh, food that was inspired by the houses. Uh, that included The Last of Us, Chucky. Uh, that included uh, Yeti as well. You know, most most of the houses I felt like were trying to uh, trying to be showcased at this event. So uh, rather than go through the list of absolutely everything, I'm well, I'm going to end up hitting everything anyway. So I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of break it down into three categories. Uh, What I would try again. uh, Then also what I would maybe try again. And finally, what I don't want to try again, but we'll probably have to try it again uh, just because of Rhino and or Erica. So uh, first off, the main thing that I would try again is the left behind ravioli. And this is, of course, inspired by The Last of Us. It's mini cheese ravioli with marinara, truffle cream and tempura fried enoki mushrooms. So, you know, getting the mushrooms in there, getting in with the theme of The Last of Us. Uh, I also so love that it came in this can that was basically like rations that you would expect with The Last of Us. And, uh, you know, you, you look in a can and see ravioli and immediately your mind goes to Chef Boyardee. But that's not what this was. Uh, it definitely felt like, you know, it didn't feel like the freshest made ravioli that you would ever have. But it definitely was a way big step above canned ravioli and the, the flavor of that canned sauce. So it is one that I would absolutely try again. And I don't know what the portion size will be like at the event, but uh, during the media event, it was five raviolis inside the can. Didn't even like make it all the way up to halfway up the can, uh, but it still was like too much ravioli. So this one could be like a, a solid deal for the portion, depending on what the price is, because they might add a premium for the can. Another one I'd try again was the mutilated pork loin. I believe this was from the Chucky booth or one of the Chucky booths. Uh, it's slow smoked applewood bacon wrapped pork loin roasted root hash with fig and pear and red wine demi with assorted rolls. Uh, so this one might feel weird eating at the event, but in terms of like the media event, the flavors were all there where you wanted. I mean, a bacon wrapped pork loin. What what more could you ask for? And then the vegetables that were served with it, you know, it 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 felt like it was refreshing because it's not the easiest thing to find fresh vegetables in a theme park, uh, let alone as part of, you know, an event like Halloween Horror Nights. So I would definitely try this one again based on like 
what I was seeing other people uh, that might get it during the event. If, if the portion size looked similar to what we had at the media event or, you know, it, it just it, if it looks appealing, I might try it again because the flavors were there. I just don't know how it would work being served at Halloween Horror Nights, but I'll find out. Uh, another one that seems very strange to me that it worked well, but uh, it might not be popular at the event was the Fall Harvest Salad. It's basically uh, arugula, roasted sweet potato, roasted corn, golden apple, cherry tomatoes, candied walnuts, roasted pumpkin seeds with an apple pumpkin vinaigrette. And yeah, a salad at Halloween Horror Nights might sound weird, but the apple pumpkin vinaigrette was just bursting with fall flavors. Roasted pumpkin seeds will always elevate any sort of salad. And honestly, with like the sweet potato and the apple uh, and the walnuts, it just felt like a classic fall salad. So uh, would definitely be welcomed at an event that is usually very hot and you could use something on the cooler side. Uh, something I think will be incredibly popular is the vegan walking taco. Uh, this is Fritos chips topped with vegan chorizo, shredded mozzarella, roasted corn salsa, pico de gallo, shredded lettuce, and cilantro. If you have never had a walking taco before, uh, it's very kitschy, but usually delicious. Uh, Magic Kingdom had one for a while at Pecos Bill, Tall Tale, and in Cafe. I mean, it's just all of the ingredients in your Fritos bag. It, it couldn't be any more straightforward. I will say the chorizo was some of the best plant-based chorizo I've tasted in terms of being like, I, I could be fooled by this. It's I between the spiciness of the chorizo and just the regular seasoning in general. Uh, I, if someone walked up and handed it to me and said that this is not plant-based, I would totally believe them on that. Now on to desserts that I would try again. A mini Oreo mummy pop. An Oreo cheesecake pop with candy eyes. And I missed the part while I was eating it at the media event where it was an Oreo cheesecake pop. So the entire time I'm sitting there eating it saying, you know, it tastes like cream cheese. But I'm not necessarily getting a lot of Oreo. And, well, you know, that made sense because it's Oreo cheesecake. So a little light on the Oreo flavor, but hits the cheesecake. And, and when you put it on a stick, very easy way to eat it. Uh, there's also a mini pumpkin dulce de leche puff with a pumpkin and dulce de leche filled puff topped with whipped ganache, pumpkin seeds, and gold accent. Uh, it's pumpkin spice all over the place and a soft cream puff. Uh, it is fall flavors, again, just encapsulated in a dessert fashion. So I will be getting this one again. Absolutely. And finally, there's a mini trick or treat bucket. It's a chocolate creme brulee topped with peanut butter, buttercream, caramel popcorn, candy corn, M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, and licorice strip. Normally, I don't care for desserts that have too much happening on top of it. Uh, so with this one... I, I kind of just ate through it anyways. Uh, none of the toppings were really bothersome to me. Uh, the, the flavor that dominated this one was the peanut butter buttercream. And I, I 
you, you get a slight hint of chocolate in there as well, too. So you're getting that Reese's peanut butter cup or Reese's pieces vibe to it. But, uh, yeah, if, if you like that flavor combination of heavy peanut butter with a little bit of chocolate, then this would be a treat you'd want to try. And I definitely want to get it again because these were like really mini. I want to see if it, it's served at the event as a mini style dessert or if it'll be on the uh, bigger side. Uh, it could be, could be very interesting in a, in a bigger format. Now, what I might try again, this this list is not as fun because obviously I had, it, you know, again, not reviewing it, but clearly I have, I, I had higher expectations for some of these and it didn't quite match it. So I, I know some of them I will have to try again, including the peanut butter booger. It's a smash burger with a peanut sauce, raspberry jelly, cheddar cheese, shaved onions, jalapeno bacon, and cherry peppers on a vampire bun. And yeah, this is everything that Rhino loves in a burger, even if he claims he doesn't love burgers. Uh, it's everything he would love, especially with the peanut sauce and add in the jalapeno bacon and just get that spice to it. Uh, I was ready for a dancing assortment of flavors in my mouth. Uh, the grape jelly or sorry, raspberry jelly for this one just kind of dominated everything. Couldn't taste peanut at all in there. So I would like to, I, I do think I want to try it again during the event. Even if Rhino's not super crazy about it, I'd like to try it solely because I want to know like what I want to see how it is during that portion. Maybe I just picked up a burger that didn't have the right mixture of ingredients on it. Uh, the Bloody Campground Poutine, uh, which is from the Yeti-inspired booth, it's crispy fries topped with Asian-inspired gravy, char siu roasted pork, cheese curds, scallions, and crispy chilies. Uh, there's also going to be a vegan portion served at Halloween Horror Nights for the poutine. And I, I thought with the poutine, the French fries they use are like really thick thin and kind of twisted. Uh, so they were like still crispy, but uh, crispy on the outside, but soft on the inside uh, works with, you know, obviously gravy and juices from poutine. The Asian flair was definitely interesting. Uh, it, it had just a little tiny kick to the flavor without it being hot. Uh, the main thing I'm concerned about with it is the, uh, the cheese curds itself. Uh, while, they started off kind of like separated and stuff. They never really melted properly. And it just once some of them did, they just kind of melted into a big cheese ball and it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the best way to have the poutine where you're like, okay, a fry and then a giant cheese ball that it didn't, it didn't blend all together. Well, but you know, I, I'll, I'll probably try this one again. I think I will. Uh, then one of the drinks that I would try again, the Tinseltown Torment. It's an old Forester bourbon and cherry brandy with orange and cranberry juices, chocolate and cherry syrups and orange bitters. Uh, I obviously love bourbon. So does Rhino. I was expecting this to be super sweet. It really wasn't. Uh, as much of the juices and syrups were in there, as, as much as there was a lot of them in there, uh, the bitters actually helped to balance it out. So it's a bourbon drink I would probably try again but usually at halloween horror nights i'm sticking to beer as well as uh beer because it's pumpkin beer season that's what i'm that's what i'm gonna have not the not the cocktails i'll try them every once in a while but usually i don't i don't go for that now the ones that i don't want 
to ever have again, but we'll probably still have to get them again because of Rhino in particular. Uh, the fried till the end chicken from the Chucky booth. Fried popcorn chicken tossed in Nashville hot sauce, drizzled with ranch, topped with scallions and chili threads. There should be nothing wrong with popcorn chicken. I feel like it's one of those lunchroom style meals that you've had for the longest time. Popcorn chicken is popcorn chicken. For this, it just came down to the Nashville hot sauce, which, I mean, I've had Universal's Nashville hot sauce before and haven't minded it. Uh, I, it just something, maybe it was my taste buds during the media event didn't quite click with it. So I, the first time in my life that I ever turned down eating an entire bowl of popcorn chicken. So there's a first time for everything. Then at the Stranger Things inspired booth, a Surfer Boy Hawaiian French bread pizza. It's a French bread style pizza with crispy spam, pineapple chutney, jalapeno, scallions, and mozzarella. There's also a vegan option available with vegan sausage crumble and vegan mozzarella. Uh, Hawaiian pizza is one of my favorite pizzas of all time. Uh, I will order it with any other like-minded individuals. I know some people out there hate it. Uh, this one, uh, I, I, again, I'm like towing the line of reviewing it, but I feel like I have to in this situation. I did not think this was very good. It had nothing to do with the French bread as the base of the pizza. I mean, it did make it extra bready, which that's I, I have to be in the mood for a pizza with extra bread like that. And if I want a pizza like that, hopefully it would be like a Detroit style uh, where it's a higher quality of bread. So I didn't much care for the base with this, but also to it just kind of was bland overall, like with crispy spam on there, you expect it to be salty with the pineapple chutney. You expect a nice hit of sweetness to it with jalapeno. You want a little bit of spicy. It just, didn't really have any of that. It just kind of had a, just a, a weird, a weird aftertaste to it. And then with the vegan one, it actually tasted a lot like kind of chili on a piece of French bread. And so that was also a bit of a, like messing with your mind. It, it just didn't really click for me in the moment. Uh, nor did, well, I don't know where to put the drink that was being served at the uh, at the Surfer Boy Pizza booth. That uh, was the Surfer Boy Tropical Dream Punch with Cruzan rum, orange, pineapple, lime, fa- passion fruit, and grapefruit juice with vanilla bean. Uh, it was full of tropical flavors. It wasn't aggressively sweet. It definitely was sweet. I think the rum. And the vanilla bean helped to calm it all down a little bit, as well as like the tartness from the grapefruit juice. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I would try it again if I was in the right uh, mindset in the moment. Wasn't it? Definitely is not as bad as some of the other drinks that Universal has served over the years at at their special events. And then uh, finally, a couple of the desserts that did not stack up against the other ones that I had. Uh, the Hellfire Mini Cake was a layered chocolate cake with mango cayenne filling topped with a chocolate guitar. Uh, this one wins the award for some of the best presentation available. Uh, I like the little chocolate guitar on it was great. The bats were great. The color scheme just fit the Hellfire Club perfectly from Stranger Things 4. Uh, it all worked in that way. The only problem with it is 
again, this is my taste, not other people's, but I do not care for the taste of chocolate mixed with, with any sort of fruit, let alone mixing with mango. Even though it did have the cayenne filling in it, there wasn't any uh, spiciness to it from what I had. So it just, again, it did not work for me, but... I, I could have expected that going into it. Uh, then also a Bloody Snowball, which is a chocolate cake with marshmallow buttercream and coconut. Uh, and this is kind of the exact same as with the Hellfire mini cake. Uh, I don't like shredded coconut uh, on desserts. It just usually uh, usually gives me those, those weird mouth feels. You know, I was okay with it with the Jurassic Park churro because it all worked with the same texture. But on this, when you're mixing the cake and the coconut, like a classic snowball, uh, it just doesn't work for me. Presentation, outstanding again. You know, the, the white of the coconut then spattered with blood. Very creative. But uh, ultimately, for my taste, it's something that I hope I don't have to try again. Then the last thing that I want to talk about, I would have put it in the first category, something I'm excited to try again, is it's it's a coffee drink that is alcoholic, but for some reason it's the only thing I didn't take a picture of the actual uh the actual description. So I'm I can't really say what it was. I know it was also part of the the Last of Us booth. So uh, you'll be able to find it there. And it was coffee with some added liqueur. Uh, there was a sweetness to it, but at the same time, too, like it served as if it's black coffee. So like you expect it to be bitter. It wasn't. It was smooth. It was the nice blend of, hey, I want to I want a little kick of alcohol, but also I need a little jolt of coffee all in one. So it, it's a drink I will be trying again for sure. And the last thing I want to comment on, which I wish we would have had the chance to try, uh, but unfortunately it, it wasn't available, but there's actually going to be a specialty canned cocktail that will be served exclusively at Halloween Horror Nights. The cocktail is called Orange Death, and it's made in partnership with Claffy's Cocktails. It's an eerily delicious combination of vodka, orange, and cranberry. So, uh, not necessarily the most exciting drink, but it comes in a fun Halloween Horror Nights can. And you've always got to love that. And then in terms of other canned beverages being available at the event, uh, the Voodoo Brewing Company Lacto Cooler will be back, uh, Truly Vodka Seltzer, Kraken Black Spiced Rum and Cola, Miller Light, and Original Sin Crimson Chaos Cider. This event really got me excited for Halloween Horror Nights 2023 food and drinks. I cannot wait for the event to start. I know there's going to be so many different food items that I haven't even tried yet. Hopefully, I'll be able to try everything I want this year. And hopefully, some fall or autumn weather will come along with Halloween Horror Nights when it kicks off on September 1st. Because right now, Florida is just brutally hot. And I want that cooler weather. But... Thank you so much to Universal for inviting me out to this media event, checking out Minionland, as well as Halloween Horror Nights 2023 food and drinks. And thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen and watch this. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave in the comments what you're excited about for Halloween Horror Nights, as well as Minionland. Uh, leave a thumbs up 
If you enjoyed this, subscribe to the channel. If you are listening to this, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave a rating and review, please take the time to do so. And if you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for this episode of our Universal Show. Again, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again real soon in the future with more Universal fun. Take care. Bye-bye.